This week on Friday Night History, a lesson in filing, memory, redundancy, and why it really, really pays to have multiple backups of your research and digital archives. And then, some announcements. This episode of Friday Night History was recorded before a live Twitch audience at twitch.tv slash riversidewings. Subscribe to catch future recording sessions, gaming streams, and more. Salutations, you fantastic denizens of the internet. This is Dr. Nairi A. Bakalian, and you are listening to Friday Night History, your favorite historical romp with your favorite history dyke. So I have a confession to make, friends. I lost my research. Years and years ago, when the world was young, about midway through my experience in grad school, I had a pet project that focused on Knoll Theater in the service of the house Date of Sendai. For those who are unfamiliar, my doctoral dissertation was on the Northern Alliance of 1868, which was organized by House Date of Sendai. Researching no theater in the service of the House Date was my way of starting to explore adjacent topics to my primary research focus. I had a lot of fun in the archives, and the University of Pittsburgh has a great deal of material both on no in the Date lands in general and uh, no, or rather, excuse me, no in the, uh, Date lands in particular, and, uh, no, uh, no history in general. I distinctly remember having written a couple of long-form essays. They weren't papers, because this wasn't for a class. And those papers had footnotes that were meant to collect the references that I needed for pursuing future lines of research. I remember scans. I remember photocopies. I remember having talked to my advisor about this. My advisor, Richard Smethurst, was uh, leading the project to digitize the work of the woodblock artist Tsukioka Kogyo, who primarily focused his woodblock art on no and uh, no implements and performances. The series no gaku zue and kyogen gojuban are, I think, decently well known in art collector circles especially. We digitized, uh, I think, four of these uh, series and you can still access them if you visit the University of Pittsburgh's library website. So I had gathered a great deal. Last week, though, I decided that this week's Friday Night History episode was going to be based off of that research. A peek, if you will, into what I used to preoccupy myself with when I was trying to keep myself busy. And what I've always meant to come back to in my independent research. But over the past several days, I looked and I looked and I looked and I looked, and lo and behold, I can't find it. And to add insult to injury, the sources I used are, for the most part, not sources that I own. 
So if I'm going to be rebuilding what I had, it's going to take a little bit of time and digging and new sources in order to rebuild a bibliography and rewrite what I clearly remember in my head, but what I need citations for if I'm going to be talking about intelligibly and credibly with all of you. So all of that is to say, this week is not going to be talking about null. I have gotten a lesson in filing and redundancy, friends. And I'm going to be underlining three points of action that I think you and I can and should take in order to protect our research and our digital archives. So, what to do? First, invest in backup drives. Thumb drives, even, uh, I think are ubiquitous and cheap enough at this point that they are worth investing in to back up particularly critical documents, photos, uh, elements of research. Um, they really can come in handy. And no, this paper, these, these essays are not on any of mine. <laughs> Two, try to spread out your backups. Try to, if you can, have both physical and digital backups. Uh, when I was writing my dissertation, I made a point of emailing a copy of it to five or six trusted friends um, for safekeeping because in the unlikely event that everything was going to go haywire, I wanted to make sure that they had that critical document uh, safe and ready to go if and when I uh, if and when I needed them to call on their services uh, in order to do that. Clearly, I'm out of practice. <laughs> so. Physical and digital backups, if possible. You know, send it around to a bunch of friends. Uh, save it on your Google Drive if you have one. Uh, print it out also if you can, if it's something that can be printed out. Or you know, put it on, burn it onto a DVD if you you know if you still do that. Uh, just anything that'll get it in as many places as possible, uh, so that you have options. You have a range of options in order to restore your work. Third, cloud storage with a caveat. I know that this is not something that is not always trusted, uh, but if you feel that you um, are willing to, to rely on it, uh, invest in cloud storage. Um, you know, have that backup point that is not going to be bound by you know, your burned media papers and your specific PC. Uh, it really can come in handy, particularly if it's automated. I have been able to restore uh, some things that I had lost that way. Um, sadly, uh, my research on null in uh, Sendai Domain does not seem to be on there either. So I'm shit out of luck, as it were. Scholar or not, photographer or not, it pays to have backups. So heed my example, friends. And try to do better than I have this time, or try to do better than my grad school self did. But I have some good news, too, about some upcoming events I'm slated to appear in. So, listen on. First, tomorrow evening, I am going to be on the patrons' Zoom party for... The Civil War documentary. This is a new documentary that's being fundraised through Patreon and is going to be pitched to a major studio. Um, I have my suspicions, but I don't know yet officially. 
uh, I am going to be appearing alongside a few uh, other young and uh, amazing scholars who study various aspects of the American Civil War. I am there because my work is two-pronged. I focus on the, uh, on the one hand, on the, on the Japanese aftermath of the American Civil War, primarily through surplus weapons and some of the American observers in Japan at the time who had also been in the Civil War. But I have this new angle that I'm pursuing now of Japanese people who immigrated to the United States and served in the Union Army. So it's going to be good to it's going to be good to be able to field some questions and talk with some you know kindred spirits and and colleagues uh, on this topic. That's going to be 8 p.m. on the 4th of June tomorrow as I record this. So if you are a patron at the three dollars a month and above level, uh, you will have access to this. So if you if you hear this in time and you still want to listen, sign up. Second, I have a queer Armenian event through the International Armenian Literary Alliance, June 5th at 1 p.m. You can find out more information through their website. I am going to be appearing alongside a number of other queer-identified Armenian Armenian authors, uh, primarily based in North America. and there's going to be coffee and conversation afterwards. And I'm going to be I'm going to be one of the people who's presenting. Um, I'm going to be doing a little bit of reading from Grey Dawn, uh, a tale of abolition and union. And I'm looking forward to it because queer spaces are some of the Armenian spaces in which I feel most welcome anymore. Third. I have a guest episode, guest hosted episode that's going to be appearing on the podcast feed of my good friend Selos Ukraine. It's going to be a story podcast focused on uh, the Grey Dawn universe. I'm going to be picking up with the characters six years after the events of the of of the bulk of the story, and the uh, this guest episode is going to be called Haya, which is a term from Japanese archery. Um, for those of you who are anime fans, picture uh, Tsurune, but with trans lesbians. I'm looking forward to this, and rumor has it that this is going to be laying the groundwork for some of the stuff I'm going to talk about in the sequels. Fourth, I have a workshop, a an actual online course that I'm going to be teaching through Balance of Seven Press. I'm going to be teaching about how to write a believable military in fiction. There's going to be a meetup tentatively scheduled for the 19th. Uh, Follow my Twitter at Riverside Wings for further information. Uh, Also, check out Balance of Seven's Facebook page uh, for when when they put up the announcement on their end. There's also going to be a couple of other events that are in the hopper and have yet to be formally announced, so it's a very full time right now. Uh, And I hope you'll join me for some or all of these, and hey, fingers crossed, but I will hopefully have enough drawn back together in order to bring you a podcast about Noel in the House of Date by next Friday. Sound good? Good. I'm Nairi, and this has been... Friday Night History. Now, questions?
Friday Night History is a weekly historical romp with me, your favorite history dyke, Dr. Nairi A. Bakalyan. Our theme is Buga Blue, written by Craig Friedrich, performed by the U.S. Army Blues, and available royalty-free at pixabay.com music. This and more is made possible by listeners like you. To support Friday Night History and the rest of my work, sign up today at patreon.com slash riversidewings. Or subscribe at twitch.tv slash riversidewings and catch an episode recording. That's all for this week of Friday Night History. Next week, no and no accessories. The House of Date, the Line of Kanze, and why Sendai is the reason that some parts of modern No exist at all. Also coming soon to Friday Night History, a miniseries called Paradigm Shift. Join me as I welcome an old friend turned historian colleague to the podcast as we talk about historiography, teaching, puns, and the things we as historians want the world to know. Hope to see you there. And remember, who you are and what lights your fire is worth fighting for. I'll see you around.